You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. I am also a co-host of this wonderful and fabulous podcast. Joining me, as always, when it comes to At The Diner things and wonderful frivolity, I have Mr. MC Brooks and I have Mr. James Rambo. Thank you, gentlemen, again, for joining me for this wonderful, wonderful podcast. I wanted to ask um, quick before we get into our topic of discussion, which is going to be a really, really fun game that MC introduced um, a few weeks back um, where we were playing this or that, but it's all nostalgia based. So we're going to continue doing that. But I wanted to ask, like, other than like the geeky, nerdy stuff that we've been talking about um, as far as like uh, like the Marvel stuff or like any of the uh, Star Trek series or Star Wars or anything like that, what are you guys watching on TV that's kind of like outside genre? I will start. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Just to make this easy, uh, there is a there is a fucking fantastic documentary on Hulu about Von Dutch, the or Von Douche, as most of us know it as. Like, <laughs> um, because I don't know how I've never heard that, but that is. You've never heard that before, really? I haven't either. It's great though. <laughs> Fitting though, isn't it? Um, it was. So those who are not familiar, it was a clothing line in the early 2000s that basically every douchey white guy that you've ever known is born. Um, but like it became super popular. Uh, all the celebrities were wearing it. And there's just a really, really fascinating story behind this um, about around the whole brand, around the creators of it, around how it kind of got outside of their hands and how it got popular. It's, it's really, it was really, really fascinating. There's a murderer involved in it at, two, at one point or another too. Like it's some captivating shit. And I really enjoyed watching uh, the entire series and kind of just seeing how it goes, especially from the perspective of like us. Like I'm not saying we're on level with Von Dutch, maybe one day, hopefully. Um, but like as, as somebody who's created something who's got, and it's gotten bigger, 
like there was a certain amount of that where I was like, yeah, no, I can understand these guys. I get this. And then they're like, and then this guy murdered somebody. I'm like, no, I, I don't, I don't get that, that part, <laughs> but that's cool, man. Um, no, just really, really good series. I, I highly recommend, uh, that any of you check it out if you, if you can, but, um, MC, what have you been watching, man? Well, you said outside of the geeky nerdy stuff and I'm trying to, trying to wrestle my brain like with it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I guess I could. Talk, I mean, I could probably talk about the stuff I watch on YouTube. <laughs> really the problem, it. the problem that we run into <laughs> is, is technically anything is geeky or nerdy because if you're really, really into fashion, that Von Dutch thing would be right up your alley. Like, and we've talked about it before. You can be geeky or nerdy about anything. So let me take that qualifier away. Just something that you're watching that's kind of outside the norm that we've been talking about because we've been talking a lot of Marvel lately, um, a lot of comic books, a lot of uh, like superhero stuff. Oh, uh, so basically outside outside of that. Okay, well, technically this is outside of MCU, but I did start rewatching Daredevil very recently, um, just because I haven't I haven't seen it in a very long time, and so I was I was I really did want to just re- just kind of get a refresher. And I actually yeah. think I'm going to end up re- rewatching all the old um, all the old shows, uh, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, maybe even Iron Fist. Uh, or I might just I might just skip to season two for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you can bypass it. I might I might just skip season one, go straight to the defenders, and then season two, and then and they can go from they go from there. It's so frustrating uh, with Iron Fist too, because that that the pilot, that first episode, is solid, and yeah. then from everywhere else, you're just like, what the fuck is going? Why, why does this look like <laughs> fucking Nightman? Like, what is yeah. happening? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just like I remember watching it and enjoying it. And then like as most things with me, I'll watch it the first time. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. I really enjoyed the shit out of this. Cool. Crazy white guy with the curly hair just kicking ass and he beat a dragon and, and stole the dragon's power. And now he's the Iron Fist. And then watching it a second time, I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 this is not good. Why is this guy not in good shape? Why is he not any good at his choreography? Does he not know martial arts at all? Oh, shit. I don't think he does know martial arts at all. Yeah. Like, man, they could have. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it makes sense why season one was so poorly reviewed. Yeah. If only uh, the actor uh, Finn Jones had uh, just undergone a little bit of fight training. (laughs) All this, all this could have been, all this, all that could have been avoided. I mean, people, people would have at least been like, well, this is still like white privilege superhero the story, <laughs> but at least the fight scenes were cool. But we didn't even we didn't, we didn't even we didn't even get that white privilege superhero the story. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started. <laughs> I did start. I did. I, I did start. Uh, did start that. Um, I'm, I, I mentioned it last week that I started my my One Piece journey. Um, I really, I didn't really watch much of anything this week, so I, I haven't really made any progress with that. But I did start this one other anime series that's, it's fascinating because I, I was, I had been hearing about it all year long, and it, like, there were a lot of comparisons to a show that I have had in my top five for for a while now. Um, and I, I just want to read the, the the premise to you guys, the plot to you guys, because because it's. Like I, I was kind of unsure, but after having seen a few episodes, I'm like, okay, this is this is this is interesting. So there are these two republics. There's the Republic of San Magnolia and the Empire of Giad, I think is what they're called. And they've been at war for like four forever, right? 
And they've gotten to a point where now uh, the Republic has like autonomous units called juggernauts, um, which are believed to the public are just machines. In reality, they're being piloted, piloted by humans, which are deemed 86, which is a designation given to a minority race um, that originally had equal rights, but they were persecuted and scapegoated by the dominant Alba race uh, to the point where they've been called subhuman. So they're not they're not allowed to have names. They live in internment camps, and they're forced to fight in this in this war. And so, like publicly, you have like the the one thing that did you at the beginning of every episode is a news update. Like, oh, we waged war over in this particular area, and we're proud to announce that no, there were no human casualties today, which we know is not the case. And we follow the main protagonist. This. Uh, woman uh, named Lena, who is a who is a noble and like a high ranking military uh, officer who's also an activist against the, their the mistreatment. And she ends up becoming uh, so like the, the the subhuman group, they they someone who oversees them called a handler, a handler who's basically kind of like their commander tells them what like what to do when they are going into battle. And uh, this woman, Lena, who's against their mistreatment, ends up becoming the handler for like their big for like the, the main squadron. Uh, but the, what what she doesn't know, what other people don't know is that the people in that have killed almost all of their previous handlers. So there's like this a lot of conflicting stuff going on right now where you have a, a military leader named Lena who is against their mistreatment. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking what's going to happen is going to lead to her uh, basically going to be with them and leading an uprising against, you know, this kind of totalitarian government. It's super, it's been like, it's, I've only watched about three episodes and it's been very action packed and super like yeah. fascinating so far. That's wow. <laughs> Like kind of ties into what yeah. we were just talking about too. Like that's yeah. there's a lot going on there. What, what series they, is this? It's called 86, which is they live in the 86 district. So the best way I can explain it is there are 85. There are 85 known districts where pretty much all the people live. And the 86th is kind of like because their existence is not known to the public, they kind of live off the cuff. You, like you have to be someone who's high, who's high ranking in the military to know that because even like. Regular, even lower-ranking soldiers wouldn't know that information that the 86 exists. Damn, what, where, like, where can we find this one? Uh, uh, I believe it's on Crunchyroll, but I am, uh, you know, I have my good pirate hat on in order to, ah. uh, <laughs> in order to 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 watch to, to watch this one because uh, it's not available on you know the nine other streaming services I do uh, I do have. <laughs> the high seas of <laughs> which is fitting because again i did say i'm watching one piece and that is all about pirates see there you go look at, <laughs> look at you tying everything together and shit uh, mr rambo what are you watching bud um so for the last couple years me and katie have been running through uh sitcoms and just their full uh, uh f- full length um so we've done uh, Everybody Loves Raymond and Seinfeld, and um, I watched uh, Cheers on my own, and um, uh, I think we might have watched Frasier. I might have watched it by myself. I don't know. Either way, we've been watching a lot of, like, you know, sometimes 
six, seven, eight, nine uh, seasons uh, shows. Uh, currently, we are on the final season of The Middle. Um, I love that show. That show, I, I remember seeing clips of it and being like, this show does not look funny at all. I have no interest. And we both really like Everybody Loves Raymond. And, uh, and I liked a lot of Scrubs, but there was one thing that I couldn't get past. Um, yep. And, you know, Neil Flynn from Scrub is great. And Patricia Heaton is funny as shit. Um, and, we, you know, we, we started watching it on a lark. And, yeah, that show is fucking hysterical. Charlie McDermott, the guy who plays Axel, is one of the fun- He's one of the single greatest physical comedians I have ever seen. That is not hyperbole. That dude is hysterical. Um, Axel, Axel is really, really funny in that show. Yeah. And, like... like the way he fucking moves, his reactions are so on point. Um, yeah, everybody does a great job. There's a bunch of little callbacks to other shows and things that other people have been in. Um, so, yeah, we're like three episodes into the final season. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that we've been watching, and, and again, like I said, we're, we're bouncing between various things, um, is sadly I just learned that the current season of AP Bio that is up on Peacock is the final season of AP Bio. Um, if no one has seen this show, it is highly recommended. It is very, very funny. Um, it is a little darker than most sitcoms, which is also probably why it's not getting renewed for a fifth season. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, Glenn Howerton, uh, uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Pat Oswalt is in this. Pat Oswalt's in it. Um, there are not a lot of names. I think I think those are probably the, the two biggest name uh, uh, actors in it. Um, but every Lyric Lewis is also in it. Um, but they're it's so fucking funny. Uh, Glenn Howerton plays a former like I think Harvard professor uh of uh, philosophy who um i think it's like after his mom dies he has to come back to where he grew up in ohio uh and he's trying to write his book about philosophy um and in the meantime to make ends meet he is teaching biology uh of which he knows nothing um oh that yes that's what it is that's what it is um he wanted he, he expected he was going to get a book deal he didn't and so now he's trying to exact revenge on all of the people um that are involved in the the person who did get the book deal um and so he's used he's teaching he's, he's quote-unquote teaching biology at, in, at this at local high school uh again he doesn't know anything about biology um that's the front what he's actually doing is he's using his biology class to um develop revenge plans against all of the people who have wronged him um it is so (laughs) fucking ridiculous it is so goddamn funny uh pat oswald plays the principal of the school uh both of which uh both both of them went to high school together um and oswald was and is a big nerd uh jack howard's character um is not really like the cool guy but like Definitely was cooler than Patton Oswalt. Um, so it's like a big deal that they're kind of friendly now. Um, yeah, it is 
there's a, a, more than a couple of comedians and, and or more than a couple of actors I've seen on the show that I will make a point to watch the things they've done going forward. And uh, yeah, a couple of the actors from the middle, like little in little bit parts, pop up on uh, are, became series regulars on on AP Bio. Um, I think that you know, the show ran for two seasons on NBC. Uh, then got canceled. Then there was a big fan backlash, and they brought it back for a third and fourth season on Peacock. Um, and much more truncated season. I think it was like 13 episodes for the first and second, and there's like eight for the third and fourth. Um, so yeah, we just started the the last season of AP Bio, and yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Like the first the first season, uh, first episode of the fourth season, um, is all of the students in the bio class writing fan fiction about the teachers. So a scene will start and sometimes you're not sure if it's actually happening in the world of the show or if it's just a story one of them is telling to the others. <laughs> and it just keeps being like these moments where Jack and uh, Principal Durbin almost kiss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's there's several scenes where like Patton Oswalt and Glenn Howerton are about to make out before it cuts. So all, um, all the fan fiction has them making out. Almost all of it. Almost all of it. Not all of it, but, but a lot of it. That's a fantastic. huge amount of it. That is outstanding. Um, yeah, highly recommend that. Uh, and like, you know, occasionally like movies and things. We watched a movie called Wanderlust the other night. Um, Was that, that with uh, Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd and, and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, it's a David Wayne movie. It's the first place I ever saw Key and Peele. Um, was like that was the earliest thing I, I ever seen. Like they they were both on the last season of Mad TV, but at that point I just wasn't watching Mad TV anymore. Um, it was really like I, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, there's a reason the show ended when it did. Um, but that I remember seeing trailers for that movie, uh, and then years later watching Key and Peele, like oh that was that guy. Oh, okay, awesome. Um. Yeah, that show is that movie is fucking funny as shit, and because of the way David Wayne and, and Michael Showalter and all those guys make movies, um, there is so it's on Prime. There's a they call it the Bizarro Cut, um, also on Prime, which is the same movie, the same story, but all of the scenes have different jokes. So they oh. just recut. <laughs> using different takes <laughs> the same and I'm like well shit now i want to watch that <laughs> yeah just to be like there's just alternate gags and every uh, yeah fuck yeah let's that, watch that um but yeah it's it's uh, yeah paul rudd and jennifer aniston fish out of water story they're you know from uh, uh new york and they end up broke and while heading to uh his brother's place in atlanta they stop off at this bed and breakfast called Elysium, and it's this like perfect little hippie commune. Uh, and then wackiness ensues. Um, Catherine Hahn is in it. Uh, 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 oh, fucking Justin Theroux and Alan Alda, and uh, like I said, Kim Peel are both in there in little good parts. Lauren Ambrose. It's got a, fun, a phenomenal cast. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend that as well. And just to watch Catherine Hahn do I mean, anything. 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 Like at one point, there's a big blow up fight between Paul Rudd and pretty much everybody. 
and she yelled like Catherine Hahn yells at him about something and he's like oh blow me and she goes when it's <laughs> 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 delivered with such aggression <laughs> yeah it's very yeah. funny and I recommend it I might have to check that out that sounds sounds like fun so let's segue um, into nostalgia this or that mr mc brooks which by the way if you have not checked out the most recent episode of the overflow with mc brooks you should check it out because yeah. he talks all about the craziness and wackiness and you know borderline irresponsible life decisions that were made by the people at anime uh, nyc so you should absolutely. definitely listen to that yeah absolutely but gentlemen we are uh gonna pick up where we left off from last time and uh, yeah, we're we're not this this is not your you know your your two plus two equation here. This this is going to require some tough decisions. So we're going to start here, gentlemen. Pick a side: super soakers or paintball. <laughs> super soaker, easy. Like paintballs hurt. Like <laughs> I like. Additionally, with paintballs, I feel like every single person I know that was really into paintball was kind of a douche. So <laughs> that is one thousand percent true. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with super soakers because at least super soakers were like I don't know, fun and like not like <laughs> yeah, exactly, and not like you know, like the precursor to somebody joining a goddamn militia. Like yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah yeah super soakers. yeah, Rambo. Uh, I never had the money for paintballs growing up, uh, so it was never even like in the lexicon. Um, so yeah, super circus, super circus all day. No, at one thousand percent same. I, I think, and fifty-seven percent of the people who voted on this also also agree. <laughs> also, agree it was also that. like it, it, it's it's. I I wonder how much of this is true uh, uh, as a through line overall, but like. Growing up in a black neighborhood, it was just like that was white boy shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know what I'm talking. I mean, like, yeah. am I wrong? I, I didn't know what paintball was until I got to my very white high school. Yes, <laughs> like, I, I, I had no clue. What that I, it was. was it was like, wait, there's they're they're plastic and they're. How does, it, how does it work? What? <laughs> I having to have somebody like explain it to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, like Super Soaker, you can just, like, the ammo's in the tap. Like, whereas, yeah. like, paintball, I'm like, that's, you got to buy CO2 cartridges. And where would you even go to get? No, that's, uh uh, no, I'm as good. The, as the, uh, the more suburban white representative of our podcast, um, I will um, clearly state that yes, uh, paintball is white boy shit. Um, <laughs> and it's not only white boy shit, it's white boy redneck Republican shit because it's an, it's just like water guns are like, Hey, I shot you. Oh, ha, ha, this is fun. Paintballs are like, I shot you. And if I had the ability to have another weapon, I would shoot you with that too. And you're like, Oh, this is really, really dark, and I don't like where this is going. Like, yeah, paintball is – there's there's a lot of weird shit going on with paintball, so. Yeah, and it's – it's like, it's a – white men in particular, like, young white men are really big on causing pain 
yeah. like between themselves in a way that like I was never really exposed to on a firsthand basis. Yeah. And it never made any any sense to me because I remember, that was the other thing was when I when I first learned about paintball guns, I was like, oh, well, how does it not like make how is there not paint on everything all the time? And it was like, oh, no, no, they're, they're in these little hard plastic capsules. I'm like, well, doesn't that hurt when it hits you? And they go, yeah. Yeah, it sure does. Why is that a thing? I don't understand. And then I remember seeing like images, maybe on Jackass actually, of like the bruising you could get from paintball guns. I was like, what the fuck? Absolutely not. No, thank you. I'm good. Um, then again, I also hear able to hear stories about like some of these motherfuckers throwing rocks at each other, like for fun. Like, uh, no, I'm good. A okay over here. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you didn't, y'all didn't miss anything if you never did it. Trust me. Like, it was like the only thing I would say, like, once I got into the military, it made more sense because it was just kind of like, okay, this is like, this is literally like almost like on the job training is what it is. It's like, all right, this is going to prepare you for the shit that you might actually like have to, you know, survive. Um, but even then, it wasn't enjoyable. It was like, it's it, training. It, it, yeah. And, and exactly. And there, there's, there's a, there's a dark, underlying tone to that as well that's kind of yeah it, it 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 does seem a little indoctrinating in a way like hey prepare yourself for you know when we have to go to war okay why um i don't get what's going on why are we doing this why is this supposed to be fun why did i just pay a lot of money to do this shit no thanks yeah yeah no yeah yeah no i'm good 57 <laughs> percent though that's that's telling that there's four, there's forty three percent out there that are like yeah let's shoot each other. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah, no thanks, I'm good. All right, gentlemen, on to the next one. So, the thong song <laughs> by Cisco, or Hot and Her by Nelly. Pick oh. your side. Fuck, this might be the hardest question you've asked. Damn. Yeah, yeah, like, oh. yeah, it's like, I don't know. There, there, lot, lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of fond memories from the hiding her video, but then also, <laughs> but then also, I don't think there. I think there are pro- maybe few singers that have sung about anything with the passion that Cisco <laughs> sung about thongs in the thong song. He was so. So, uh, hoping like that you would show him that thong. There was Let no me excuse, see that thong. There was no excuse for the horny to lead to that level of, of emotion and passion. And yet, that's exactly what we got. I don't know, though, man. Good gracious, ass is bodacious. That's I mean, pretty horny. Yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, you know, I, I got to go with my first instinct. Even though I, I started to doubt it, I I the more I, I think about it, the more comfortable I am um, with the sort of, like, overall uh, feel I have for it. And it's 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 got to be hot in here. Um, if for no other reason, that song, and Nelly in general, seem to be very self-aware. Like... This is this is not like I, I it's it's the passion 
in the thong song that makes me go like, <laughs> this is this is a bit much. Like, <laughs> let's tamp this down a little Easy. bit. Easy. Um, let's just settle down. Yeah. I you know there there are many things that I'm I'm very passionate about uh, across a wide spectrum, but you're you're overwrought is the word that comes to mind. Um, like you're going too big with this. Uh, whereas as Nelly's like, hey, let's you know. I got a friend with a pole in the basement. Right. I mean, like, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying you got to do anything, but if you felt so inclined, what's you gonna do it? Yeah. Life's hey, warm. What's you gonna do it? It's- it's it's I mean, getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Well, I, yeah. I, you know, I feel as though I'm a little too warm. I might take my shirt off. You know what? I'm if, getting too hot. Yeah. You know what? I'm not even... I'm feeling, yeah. Like maybe, you know, just a suggestion, just an idea. Um, <laughs> whereas Cisco is is coming at you really hard, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and we're just not doing phrasing anymore okay yeah it's just it's just a little too passionate it's a little too uh uh intense i'm i'm of the same belief structure that yes um i feel like uh hot and her is is acceptable that might be something you might hear you know like your aunt or your uncle thing as well because you know everybody can appreciate that but you know the thong song makes people uncomfortable for good reason because again cisco is very passionate about his subject matter and yeah i'm 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 leaving the same way i actually and like even on a personal level too this is so stupid Uh, (laughs) like that song i have there were memories tied to that song and it being played and, and things occurring that, that were the, the, the song was like a, a blueprint where it was like, Hey, this song's playing. And I was like, well, I mean, if you have to, you know, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have that with a thong song. I do have that with, uh, with getting hot in here. So fair. And Hey, 66% of people agree. There you, there you go. go. All right, this we, next one, this next one might be the widest question on this entire list. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought we were there with the OC and Dawson's Creek, but this is <laughs> that I one mean, was we, really we, white too. We we got somewhere with this one. All right, so gentlemen, <laughs> bleached tips or trucker hats? <laughs> oh god! And, 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 and under bleached tips, they have the singer from Sugar Ray, <laughs> Mark McGrath. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a. Do you put peas in your mac and cheese, or like? Yeah, that, this is not a a you know which is the better option. It's it's the lesser of two evils. Yes. Oh, On the man. one hand, the funny thing with trucker hats too is the picture they have is Ashton Kutcher. I, of course they. But it's 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 with it like tilted to the side, not even wearing it straight. It's tilted to the side, like think um, um, damn, I can't think of what that that rap movie uh, with what's the name in it. Oh 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 um, fuck with uh Jamie uh Kennedy. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, think, what is the name of that one? <laughs> Oh, Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, yes. that exactly. Okay, that one. Yeah, see, think of like that with the trucker head like tilted to the side. <laughs> That's those are your options. <laughs> I I am taking okay, I'm taking the trucker hat, and here's why. Because before the early 2000s, the trucker hat was a, a hat of the people. It was the hat of the hardworking man. It, you wore it, and a lot of times it would be from like your favorite car parts store. 
you know, like it, it showed that you were grounded, that you came from somewhere where, you know, blue collar living was not a bad thing. Um, it got co-opted by, by dickheads like Ashton Kutcher. Um, so I'm taking the trucker hat back. We're making it a, a thing of the people now. Yeah. Well, that and because frosted tips are, they're pretty bad. I am going to go the opposite direction for some of the reasons. Um, I was leaning trucker hat, if for no other reason, because you can take it off. Um, <laughs> once those tips are frosted, you're going to have to cut that hair. Um, frosted tips is a conscious decision. Good or bad, you have made a choice about your appearance. You want this to look good. You think this looks good. Whether or not this was a, 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 an informed decision, whether or not it was the, the, the right one, is independent of the situation. A trucker cap is ironic bullshit. It is not there <laughs> as like proper like, like like mike said there was a time when it was like you were you know like you drive a tractor you have a john deere cap cool fair enough but the people that were wearing those things in the 90s were not wearing them because uh uh they were big fad fans of like you know uh uh cat movers and shit um it was yeah it was it was you know it's was, it was cool nonsense so for that i will go blonde i will go blonde tips yeah and that's fair because that was that was fitting with the whole like 90s early 2000s thing of like let's wear work shorts like like the blue work shirts with like the name um mm -hmm. um patch sewn on and in in some form of weird irony like it was yeah like i'm gonna wear this because it's not cool it you was know, like, laying yeah. the groundwork for hipsters in the 2000s Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like, and as we discussed at the beginning, like Von Dutch, same thing. That's, that's how Von Dutch got started. It was patches uh, on shirts. God, I have never <laughs> fucking understood. I have never understood people that wear things that just say a company logo. That's just the name of the company. I don't fucking get it. As Why I are you paying to be someone else's billboard? GGR t-shirt right now. Well, no, here's the thing. <laughs> That's mine. You like, know, it's one it. thing if you're like, no, 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 I'm supporting a thing I love. And, you know, let's be honest, there's effort put into, like, the logos we've designed, the illustrations we've done. But it's ours. Like, yeah. we're using that to promote our thing. Someone who bought a Von Dutch hat is doing it either to, because it's in fashion, or... Because they, I guess, because they like the, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like someone who wears a shirt that just says Nike. Why are you doing that? You know, they pay for advertising. You didn't have to give them money for it. Yeah. It's just, it, it's never computed to me. I want to know MC, trucker hat or frosted tips. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> so I had to think about it. I think for me. I don't have hair. <laughs> so I feel like if I were to get the frosted tips, I would probably look like Nick Cannon when he got the cheetah print hairstyle. I don't know if you gents have seen have ever seen it, but I just posted it in the chat. 
And that's not a look that I, I think I can get behind for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's uh, so, uh, a <laughs> cheetah print hair. So I think you know, for can... me, for me, I would go with the hat. Like, I don't disagree with any of the points about trucker hats. <laughs> I, I personally don't even wear them. But I can at least take that off. <laughs> I can't take off the, 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 the hair, <laughs> the frosted tips in my hair. All right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> uh, what was the consensus on that one? Who, who 60% won? agreed with me and Mike with trucker hats. Yeah. You're on your own there, uh, Sugar Ray. Sugar That's Ray okay. uh, Rambo. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up, we have a, a, a clash. This is a. I'm actually curious as to where you, either of you will fall on this. So pick a side, gents. We have Arnold Schwarzenegger or Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, that's Ooh. not. Yeah, come on. I thought you were gonna say Sloan. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be a tough one for me. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger all day. Like, I like. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. But I, I appreciate that. Like, like you know, The Rock is you know building a, uh, a or has built a, a successful career um, as an action star. Um, but I think he would have been more all the more successful in the '80s because he is bringing a sort of '80s sensibility with him, which can work in his favor or or not in his favor. Uh, depending on the situation, depending on the movie. Um, and, like, I have yet to see a a, uh, a, a rock movie where it just, it doesn't have the same, I mean, like, I, I and I say this I, as I'm sure, like, the oldest man uh, to some people who are hearing this, <laughs> there's no, there has yet to be an iconic Dwayne Johnson performance. Like, there's no character well, he's performed beyond The Rock. I was going to say, as I say, all his iconic performances are as The Rock exactly. in wrestling. So, like, whereas, you know, fucking Schwarzenegger. Like, I can, off the top of my head, I can think of at least two, three. Probably, the more I think about it, I'm, I'm sure I can come up with more. But, like, there are multiple films that are, like, gold standards in terms of of action films, in terms of like action sci-fi, um, that he is at the forefront of. Um, so yeah, like I I I think I know which way this this the voting is gonna go. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I I do not agree <laughs> with it. Yeah, Mike? I'm yeah, no, I like I love The Rock. The Rock is wonderful, he's funny, he's charming. He does great things. Um, however, there is no Dwayne the Rock Johnson without Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is this century's Hulk Hogan, in the sense that he started as a wrestler, made a name for himself in movies as well. Um, except for he's more successful. Way than, more successful. <laughs> yeah, way more successful than the Hulk Hogan, right? But like. This this is not to diminish the work that that The Rock has done. This is not to belittle anything that he has done. I think he's doing great things, and I love his passion. But like Arnold Schwarzenegger is an icon, is like legendary. Like The Rock is pretty dang close. But like you're talking about like Schwarzenegger is on a whole nother level 
And like, it's just, I don't even feel it's close. And I have a feeling that I'm going to lose this match. Um, based on what the internet's going to say, because the internet loves them some Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Um, but like, yeah, I just don't, I don't think that you get him without what Schwarzenegger did. You can't like Schwarzenegger was, was a, a pathfinder. Like he cleared the way for this sort of thing. So yeah, it, it's him yeah. and it's not even close. Yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you. And like, I'm, I feel more connected to the rock than Arnold, but I agree with everything you both said. And I, I would, I would go Arnold literally for everything you guys, you guys mentioned. Um, and, uh, you both would be absolutely correct in terms of how the voting went. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, how, how skewed is that? It's a uh, 33% for Arnold 67. Yeah. That it, that's recency bias. That's Rocky, recency bias. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the, cause if you think the rock is a, um, if I, if I had to dis- describe him, he's what we would call in basketball, a volume shooter. Like, yes. He will, he, you know, every now and then he'll get you like a 42 point night, but it's because he had to take like 90 shots 40, to get there. Sure. <laughs> to, to use a Seinfeld reference, he's like Costanza. He's a chucker. As soon as he gets the ball, he's shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, it's the reason he always has like 47 projects coming out every year. It doesn't matter whether they're actually good or not. Those movies almost always end up doing well just because people are going for him. Yeah. Like there was a great meme I saw the other day where they posted the rock in literally like the same outfit, but apparently it's from like five different movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and, and, and to, to not to play devil's advocate, cause I'm not that kind of asshole. Um, but you know, Mike, you said that the rock being voted in voted higher is, is uh, like recency bias. I mean, I will disagree with that, but I will add that like you and I both, well, all three of us are all, playing the nostalgia bias yeah like it goes both ways oh yeah um, 100%. yeah for yeah. sure yeah 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 it's just that you know we're right um <laughs> there, i mean there yeah I, I mean i can't think of like is there a movie right now that has any of the kind of weight that some of schwarzenegger's worst movies did yeah no yeah uh, for 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 the rock? No, I don't think so. Like okay, the rattle, what is what is the rock's Terminator? Yeah, what's his Predator? Yeah, what's his Conan? Yeah, it ain't Hercules. I'll tell you that much. Scorpion King. Oh god, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, they do have that really. They do have that really really dope Creed and Godsmack soundtrack that goes with the Scorpion King. Um, like. I mean, I'm I'm looking through his stuff right now. I mean, I don't know Jumanji. I mean, they're awesome. They're they're a lot of fun, but those are those are ensemble picks. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the Rock's catchphrase? Yeah, those well, those are come from wrestling. They wouldn't come from the movies. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, all that good stuff. His his most iconic performance has been. Would it be in the Fast and Furious movies? No, because those I, aren't his. Those are Vin Diesel's those, movies. Those are on, those are on yeah. uh, films. Like he's he plays a huge role in them. I mean, to the point where he got his own him and him and Hayah Hobbs and Shaw. Film. Yeah. But again, in terms are, of a solo film, yeah, in terms of a solo film, I don't know because yeah, Hercules, San Andre- Rampage. Oh, I didn't even realize he was in a Hercules movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was. With a, with a very interesting wig, <laughs> to all say I'm, the least. All I'm saying is this. like it, Again, too, respect the shit out of him, okay? But I can't name more than, like, two movies that I've actually watched him in. Yeah, like I saw the Scorpion yeah. King. Maybe He's the villain in, Be Smart, in the Be Smart movie or Get Smart. Okay, yeah. cool. Didn't see it. Didn't get yeah. shit because I'm, I'm not 80 years old. Where I would want to go see Get Smart. Like, I am. Well, I, that shit is, yeah, that shit's hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, no, no. Steve Carell playing Maxwell Smart. I'm all in yeah. for that. Yeah, that shit's um, hilarious. <laughs> is it really? Okay, maybe I'm wrong on this. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, it's so, it's like. It goes for the nostalgia of like you watched the TV show, so you should see oh, the yeah. movie. Oh yeah, and no, I never watched sure. the TV show because I didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. was, I used, yeah that was that was, was nostalgia for me. Yeah, I used to watch that with my grandfather. Oh okay, that's. Cool. I would catch like <laughs> like I knew enough. I, I don't know if I ever watched a full episode, but I knew enough about it to like get the references to understand what things yeah. were talked about. Um, but yeah, no, like he's a a solid. Uh, uh, like he's a solid action hero, but yeah. not the icon. He's not Arnold. Yeah, he's not Arnold. Not Arnold. So yeah, that wasn't much. So that one wasn't much of a debate. Uh, I'll be curious to hear where you guys go on this one. I don't. I don't think this one will be much of a debate either. But we'll see. So uh, we have rollerblades versus razor scooters. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I gotta go with rollerblades because they they still exist for the most. I mean, razor scooters still exist, but razor scooter scooters were a fad for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. And if you really want to break it down, razor scooters are using rollerblade wheels in order to exist. So without rollerblades, there are no razor scooters. And like, at least you can do more with rollerblades. Like, you can play roller hockey. You know, like that. that there's you could use them for a sport. Razor scooters are. I, as soon as I think of razor, razor scooters, I think of um, Zoolander when fucking Owen Wilson is uh, playing Hansel and he like rides in on one and like flips it around again because they're trendy, they're fashion, they're not like, yeah. As someone who never learned how to properly roller skate or rollerblade, um. I, I, my, you know, my first instinct is to lean toward the scooters, but also as someone who tried to ride one of those fucking things once, uh, that shit is scary in a whole different way. Yep. Um, and Mike makes an excellent point about the longevity and the the point of origin for the razor scooter. Yeah, I gotta go rollerblades. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you think about it, razor scooters are already obsolete because now. People are just using like the electronic scooters with like mm -hmm. that you get through like Lyft and Uber and stuff like that now. Um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna complete the trifecta here. Rollerblades. I I I uh, I don't know if you ever ever told you guys this, but I used to be a skater when I was very 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 younger. Skateboarded. No. Uh, sk nice. Yeah, skateboarded. Um, I used to I used to roller skate. I used to go to the roller skating rink with my because my mom uh, my mom was very big into uh skating when she was younger same with my older sister i i also got into that so i was very very big on skating i used to rollerblade all the all the fucking time um i did i never owned a razor scooter but I, my younger sister got one she would like that was her generation when when that was like super super popular i think i think i was more into like biking at that point 
And yeah, I rode that scooter like maybe twice, and yeah, that that shit was not fun. <laughs> it was not a good time for me on on those on those things. So, um, you know, roller for me, it's it's one thousand percent rollerblades. It gives me very fond memories of going to the skating rink. Um, I feel like you know it's also like a thing that we see in a lot of movies, or you know, people kids going roller skating and just doing that kind of that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, I th- I think I think. For me, it's it's rollerblades like very very easily, and uh, this that one's closer than I thought it would be. But sixty one percent agree hmm. with rollerblades. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like you got to think though too. Like if we're talking about like through the lens of nostalgia, people are probably super nostalgic about razor scooters because they all had one. Mm-hmm. But we're also talking about like a list that might be I might be ten years older than this list was meant to be for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, it, but it's the 90s and 2000s, in, in the 2000s. You know? Yeah. Like, we're in the same, we're yeah. relatively close, you know? Yeah, for the most part. So, yeah. we're, gentlemen, we're in the final five. So, let's uh, let's get through these these last couple and, and uh, do this. you know, get to get to a superhero show. Oh, yeah. So, gentlemen, pick a side. We have Madonna on one hand, and then we have Rihanna on the other. Okay, so let me ask the question before I answer this. What are we rating this on? Or are we picking, like, is it just who we're more nostalgic for? It just says pick a side. There, there, okay. are, no, there are no rules or, okay. or anything associated with this. Okay. Um, because we're, we called this particular episode Nostalgia This or That, um, I'm going Madonna because that's nostalgic for me. Um. I am a big fan of 80s music. Um, whenever I think of that, I think of being a kid, of going to the beach and, and being like with my family. Um, and Madonna is part of that. Uh, that's really the only reason. It's not because I think she's a better musician or anything like that. Like, ultimately, like Madonna has her place. I think she's like poppy, you know? But like, oh, yeah. I think I think she... Uh, she took on a an air of um, superior not su- superiority like oh this is somebody we need to listen to and, and and Madonna has a lot of important things to say and I don't think that was the best approach for us as a society um, but yeah like because who really gives a shit about what Madonna has to say um, but yeah I mean like she's got some real poppy shit man and uh, yeah I gotta go with her I mean I I like Rihanna's stuff but like I feel like that's she's more contemporary than nostalgic so. Yeah, that's that's very fair. If I if the if I had to define the um the choice based on like which of these two people do I prefer, it's Rihanna. Without a doubt. If I'm going with like body of work, this is similar but not the same to the Rock Schwarzenegger situation. Like, I think Rihanna has done a much better job establishing herself um, as a mainstay uh, uh, in her particular medium than The Rock has versus Schwarzenegger. Um, But, like, one of my favorite moments in any movie is in Snatch, when Bullet Tooth Tony turns on the radio and Lucky Star is playing. 
and his immediate response is like, oh, I love this track. He just gets <laughs> so excited. And like that and like I, I can think of like half a dozen Madonna songs off the top of my head that are just fucking bops, like stuff that I'll just like, yeah, I'll put that on a playlist. And with Rihanna, it's like, well, there's Umbrella and, uh, and there's Disturbia. And uh, she sure she sure is pretty, and 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 she seems cool as shit. Um, yeah, that's about it. And I will I will also add that kudos to that woman for making a career off of being a not particularly good singer. Facts. Because she yeah. <laughs> like she gets the job done. Like, she stays in her lane in terms of, like, what she tries to do with her music. Yeah, she ain't singing ballads, you know? But, yeah, she's she's not, she's like, I'm, I'm not fucking Whitney Houston. I'm not Mariah Carey. Um, and as far as, like, musical chops concerned, Madonna has her beat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you so see, yeah, for, the, for those several reasons, I got to go uh, uh, Madonna over Rihanna. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be the the on an island here, and I'm gonna stand with my fun fact birthday twin. Oh shit! <laughs> oh nice. Uh, Rih- me and Rihanna were literally born same day, same year. We are we are exactly the same age. Fucking destiny. There you go. <laughs> if you ever meet her, that's your in right there. Uh, I mean that that would yeah that would mean that would be awesome <laughs> to be to be honest. <laughs> Um, like you're just like, um, yes, I, yeah, I've yeah, thought of yeah. this and this yeah. is my plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would, it would 1000% uh, happen. Um, but yeah, so uh, for like, I, I, I do, I do love, I do love Madonna and I very much appreciate Madonna, uh, not only for her music, but because uh, one of my favorite groups ever got their big break on tour with Madonna and that's the Beastie Boys. Oh, no shit. Uh-huh. oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were they were they were a supporting act um, right when they put out like "Fight for Your Right," and that was like part of the reason that shit their shit completely blew the fuck up. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, which is which is which is awesome. But yeah, for for me, um, and maybe it's because you know like a lot of my teenage years like kind of sync up with when Rihanna kind of got famous. But like I like a, a lot of my fondest memories from like my teenage years and even partially my early 20s all like kind of center around you know stuff like that now but i do think all the points you guys made specifically about madonna as far as discography like it's not close rihanna while being a pop star has has never really had the big crossover appeal like a madonna has madonna has legitimately transcended several generations of folks and and it's been around for decades yeah Mm -hmm. you know whether or not you've heard madonna's music you know who madonna is yeah you have you have a reference but like your mom and your grandma know who madonna are yeah Yeah. well and the thing is more people now might not even know rihanna as a singer she's been she's had a very successful uh, makeup and lingerie line for a number of years now. Yeah. She hasn't put out a studio album in, I think, five years, four or five years now. Um, like, most of the stuff that she's doing is, is is like, has is nothing to do with music whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm finding that there are people, like, 
the people who remember Rihanna the musician are people who are my age. Younger generations only really, like they might remember like the tail end, like because she, she it hasn't been that, that long since she's released music, but they wouldn't know stuff from like the 2000s. Like they wouldn't know Unfaithful or SOS or Ponder Replay, Umbrella, uh, Don't Stop the Music, uh, Disturbia, uh, as, as um, Rambo mentioned. We're playing some uh, some Rihanna for our uh, <laughs> outro because like her shit slaps. Like, <laughs> I love, yeah, I love it's Rihanna. catchy as fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. Quality yeah. pop music. But like, I, I just thought of something else too of, of why Madonna just to justify this win for her. Madonna was a cultural icon, but not only that, a feminist icon too. Um, Rihanna, notwithstanding, she she also stands for these ideals as well. But without Madonna, just like Schwarzenegger in The Rock. Without Madonna, Rihanna doesn't have the voice that she does. Like she doesn't have, Madonna was like blatant in your face. I'm going to be sexual and I don't give a fuck what anybody says about it. I am I am a woman, I am, this is my right to do this and no one can say shit about it. And she got yeah. slut shamed and she got shit on and people said all sorts of horrible, awful things about her. And she never ever gave a fuck. And like, this is, that is that is awesome. Like I yeah. think of like, um, you guys might be too young for this, but when Letterman first went to CBS, um, after he left NBC to do, um, cause they gave, uh, the tonight show to Leno when he went to CBS, right. Letterman was killing Leno early on because he had guests like Madonna and Madonna came on with zero fucks and was just like cursing and they were bleeping her out. Oh yeah. I remember she, that. Yeah. Like that's, that's awesome. Like she, I, I love when people are genuine and they are who they are and they don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. And that's, I think that is Madonna to a T. And again, too, she paved the way for people like Rihanna to do what she does. So yeah, I mean, like she wrote, she wrote a book called sex and it just had pictures of her naked having sex with people. Like <laughs> I remember that. That's that is one, of, that is one of the earliest books I remember trying to pirate. <laughs> <laughs> You see what I'm saying, though? And again, it's nothing against Rihanna. It's a, again, you're talking about a cultural icon versus somebody who more or less is following in their footsteps from a different path. But like at the same time, like this person paved the way for Rihanna to be able to do what she did. Yeah. I also think with this, too, um, because Rihanna did undergo kind of a, a similar a similar kind of ordeal. Yeah, because a lot of her early, a lot of her early music was not sexual like at all. And I remember when she started, like when she started singing more and more kind of blatantly about sex and whatnot. And it started, like, it was really jarring for a lot of people because, you know, she was really young. You kind of like the earliest images of Rihanna were like, oh, she's just like adorable, tiny little island girl who is, you know, singing Ponder Replay and about umbrellas and, and stuff like, oh, you know, and then, you know, all of a sudden she's talking about cake, 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 cake. You want to put your name on it. And people are like, whoa, what? Oh, hey there, hey there, young lady. Wait, wait, How wait, dare wait. you? Hey, what, are, what are we doing? What are we, what are we doing here? Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, yeah. Because I, because I, the, um, the, the, like, the last thing I'll say is, um, because I, I think with, the thing with Rihanna is the thing that I think a lot of, uh, uh, musicians of color have to deal with, which is when they do pop music, they have to wait for it to actually be labeled as pop music. 
because a lot of early like Beyonce and Rihanna stuff often gets labeled as R&B, even though it's not R&B music. And a lot of their music often gets labeled as that, even though they're making pop music. So their stuff doesn't al- doesn't always get the crossover appeal that someone like a Madonna would never really have to worry about. Yeah. And someone like Janet Jackson, you know, who is from a, a similar era era um, as as Madonna, kind of the, a similar ordeal where a lot of her stuff gets pegged as genres that it isn't. Now, yeah, a lot of black folks do do love Janet and might label some of her stuff as R&B, but she, for the most part, made pop music. But that's kind of like the, the labeling thing is kind of like a, a really frustrating thing. So like a lot of Rihanna's early music, whether it was considered pop or not, probably really wasn't for that reason, which is a, a thing that Madonna didn't really have to worry about. But anyway, and, and just for the record, um, Rihanna did win by the slightest of margins, 52 to 48% on that. Yeah, I mean... Which and- which also, which again, also might be a... Re, uh, that could be a recent thing. Rihanna is a, you know, for, for, for you know, in terms of recent history, we, we have way more recent fond memories of Rihanna than we would have. Oh, like, yeah. Notion, which is not shade, not shade to Madonna, but like the things I think of when I hear Madonna's name is uh, whatever surgery she may be doing to make her or uh doing to make herself look younger because she at this point looks like she has a like like someone like pasted her face on um yeah yeah there's the stuff about her dating someone who's like 20 like 25 or something like that really awkward um and then like the weird stuff with her black son which is which was kind of really awkward um, but yeah, like it's, it's not, it's not all, it's not all great stuff. <laughs> That's, um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's breeze through these last couple. I feel like this one's going to be really one-sided. Uh, Home Alone versus Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Home Alone. Home Alone. Fuck Harry Potter. But you know how the poll, you know how the poll went. The poll went voted for Harry Potter. Yeah. Which house are you? 50, 56% to 44%. Oh, this That's next one. A lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I'd same. But this damn this next one will be a really good one, but this one could uh could take a while. Um, Jurassic Park or Lord of the Rings. Ooh, this is not hard for me. Jurassic Park. <laughs> 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 I like Lord of the Rings. I do. It was. I can count on one hand the number of times me and my father went to the movies, and three of those times were to see each of the respective Lord of the Rings movies. That was a Bonnie experience that I will never forget. That is very important to me. Independent of that, while I definitely appreciate those movies and I appreciate the the skill that went into it on every level, they're not rewatchable for me. They're not something I can keep going back to. I know people who do semi-annual rewatches, not this guy. Um, the last time I watched them was Katie had never seen them. And so we watched all three in, in fairly close succession. And I appreciate them. I enjoyed them. But they're not something I plan to watch again anytime soon. Jurassic Park? Particularly the first one? Fuck yeah. Put it on. Let's watch it right now. I That that movie hits hits me in a way that, that Lord of the Rings just does not. Mike? Wow. Shit. Huh. Um, 
don't know, man. Damn, that's hard. Um, <laughs> I, I really like Lord of the Rings. Um, I read the books as a kid. Um, at one point when I was in fifth grade, yeah, I was in fifth grade and I got really, really sick. I uh, had pneumonia and I was more or less bedridden for about two weeks and played a shitload of video games and read a lot of books. Um, one of them being uh, Lord of the Rings. And I wouldn't see that's the thing, though, man, because at the same time, I have a lot of really, really good nostalgic memories about um, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park was the first movie I ever got in a fight with my mom about because, um, mind you, up to this point, like Jurassic Park came out when I was in sixth grade. So I would have been 12. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think you're like 12 in sixth grade. Um, and up to this point, I was allowed to pretty much watch whatever movie I wanted. Never got stopped. Like if I wanted to see a movie, I got to see it. Right. I got, I got to watch fucking RoboCop when I was like, like seven with my dad. Okay. So like. This whole, like, oh, this movie's inappropriate for our child is bullshit because I got to watch whatever I wanted. Um, she stopped me from seeing Jurassic Park. She was like, oh, the girls that I work with said it was scary. And I was like, that's cool. Girls are lame, Mom. I want to go see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, she was like, no. And I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, <laughs> I, I remember being so mad. I, I was so mad at her. I went and stayed with my grandma's house for like a week. It was the summertime, right? So like, I was so pissed. I was like, fuck all this bullshit. America's moment. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I like, would have told my mom, fuck you, mom. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> nah, like, yeah, I went and stayed at grandma's house. And then my, my aunt, um, who's my mom's sister, um, still my favorite one. She's the one that like took me to go see uh, the Tim Burton Batman movie in the theaters, like took me to go see Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in the movie theaters and Star Trek V. Like all of those movies that came out in like 1989, like my aunt was the one that took me to see them because she was the, the cool aunt. She would take me to go see these movies. She was she liked Star Trek. She liked all these things. She finally talked my mom into letting me go see this movie. So we went and saw it. Lord of the Rings, I was a grown-ass adult. I was like, I'm going to go fucking see this movie. And, like, no one was going to tell me no because I'm, you know, I'm grown at this point. I, I really like Lord of the Rings. I rewatch Lord of the Rings quite frequently when I can. Um, I haven't rewatched Jurassic Park in a really, really long time. Um, not for any reason in particular. I really liked Jurassic Park. Um, fuck, this is hard, dude. I don't know. I don't... I'm not sure. God damn, this is the hardest decision I've had to make. In this, in this whole thing that we've done. This is the hardest one. Um, damn. I'm, I'm going to have to go Jurassic Park. Because I remember seeing that movie and it being like world changing. And like, for whatever reason, it didn't win at the Oscars that year. Which, I mean, shocker, it's just an action flick. And I remember being pissed off. I was like, this is bullshit. Jurassic Park should have won. Fucking great movie. Best movie I've ever seen in my life. Fucking dinosaurs. What other movie has had actual dinosaurs? Actual dinosaurs. Yeah, I gotta go Jurassic Park. Yep, gonna complete the trifecta. Same here. And 58% of people also agree with us. Jurassic Park. No shit. That uh, is surprising. Way to go, America. I've I've actually never seen... I've tried to watch the first Lord of the Rings on like four different occasions um, and failed every single time. I don't... I like... And then I... I'm... I, I don't think it's because it it was a necessarily bad or long. I I, I don't know what it is. I do want to eventually attempt to watch those movies. You should. They're they're really 
really impressively done high fantasy stuff. But yeah. with that comes, I mean, and the, I, I'm, and I'm sure what I will say next is blasphemy for many people. I cannot stand Tolkien's writing. It is dry and it is boring. Um, the movies do a great job adapting that. Yeah. But even a little bit of that goes a long way. And so even when you get the better version of, uh, of something you don't necessarily like, it's still the thing you don't really like. Um, and yeah, those, the movies are, they're long. They are, um, pretty dry in a lot of places. Um, Jackson did a great job making this like the good parts version. And I, I very much appreciate and respect that, but yeah, it, it's not for everybody. And I have no judgment for folks who are just like, I'm not a fan. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, the only reason I read the books is because I was bedridden and almost dying. So, I mean, like, hey, <laughs> I know, like two two good friends of mine absolutely love the books. Great. I am happy they do. It is not for me. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, Tolkien wrote an entire book that's basically just like explaining the backstory of all of the universe. Like the guy, he built an entire universe. Like it, it's amazing, but it is, it is a very clinical, like it's, yeah, it's like you said, dry. Like I would almost say, I'm not gonna say emotionless. Emotionless is the wrong word, but very like, like scientific approach to literature, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, he has, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a, I have said before of, of Tolkien, I want, if I'm playing an RPG, I want Tolkien writing the manual. I do not want him DMing the game. Yes. That man could do some crazy fucking world building. Like I'll hear from other people stories from the Silmarillion and I'm like, that sounds cool as shit. In like, concept. Shelob, who, MC, do you, like, what do you know about Lord of the Rings? I know character names. That's really I know. Well, I know character names, and I know that there's a ring. That's okay. The end of it. So, so in the third movie, but in the second book, there's a gigantic spider named Shelob. Shelob is this ancient fucking being whose uh, uh, whose mother, I believe, um, is I want to say it's called Ungoliant, and it's this like. Tolkien got into, like, the mythology of his world in a way that people just don't do anymore. Um, or rather, like, he set the standard for, like, you know, you want to do your fucking background shit? Great. Here's how you do it. Um, Ungoliant, like, weaved... Oh, what is, there's a line about, like, the webs that this creature could make. Um... Like it's like like weaved uh, uh, threads of like unreality, like the crazy kind of like expansive magic shit this dude did. Like technically, as far as like Lord of the Rings uh, um, uh, uh, theology and mythology are concerned, Gandalf is pretty much an angel. 
like and and like is an ancient being yeah, um, thousands of years old yeah yeah who, who has elected to take the form of an old man so like there's crazy like super fascinating shit in yeah that story friggin but, um like, friggin sauron sauron is like, like a fallen angel yeah he's he's basically lucifer yeah, man, that all that shit, like it's 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 fucking interesting, but it's also just like from a distance. I want somebody to use your information. I want somebody to do what, what Jackson did, which is take your concepts and build off of those, and like adapt those things in uh, in a way that's more palatable for me. Because yeah, I I've tried to read the I've tried to read the Hobbit. The Hobbit's the <laughs> easy one. I have tried to read the Hobbit no less than three times. Yeah, yeah. I. It's it, it's too it, it was too dry. Like I still remember that. Like I remember we had to read The Hobbit in ninth grade. Mind you, this is coming from somebody who four years before read them all when when he was stuck in bed. But like it just it's it's a lot, and it's just it's yeah. There's so much description, not in a bad way, but like you know, well, kind of in a bad way too. Like no, no, in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the movies because like you said, Rambo, like uh, and I'm and, and for the most part, I'm in the minority with that. Most people who read the books don't like the movies as much. I am the exact opposite. I like the movies more because it's like you make you took all of the best parts like, OK, for instance, we, we saw that with The Witcher, you could have a bard and it'd be interesting. But like Tom Bombadil in Lord of the Rings is not interesting. <laughs> like that's a heavy movie, dude. And like those, all three of those movies like have some real heavy shit. And just to have some dude dancing around in yellow tights, singing songs about like, hey, this is the cool shit we're gonna do. Like, no, that that doesn't work. You can't put that in the movie. And I still remember people complaining that he wasn't in the movie. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I and I I've talked to some some more sensible folks, yeah, who are big book fans who are just like, there's there's no way to include Tom Bombadil in the story. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's no way to do it and have it make sense. Yeah. It's just funny in hearing the adherents to the book who are just like, well, this isn't like the book. Yes, we know. It's not. Yeah, like it's different. It's a movie. Right. Yeah. Moving pictures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is worth watching. But like, yeah, I, I mean, just the perfect example is like if if I was like super stressed um, from work, um, a lot of times when I would come home from um, my duty shift in the, in the army, I would just throw on... Um, uh, Fellowship of the Ring because it was soothing and it would make me fall asleep. It's still a really exciting movie. It's really, really engaging. I enjoy the shit out of it, but like, it's also like very, very soothing and boring in a way. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Park for sure. All right. And 58% Jurassic Park. Um, you're going to skip this next one. Cause I feel like all of our answers are going to be the same. Yeah. On this one, kind of universally, and, and actually the results of it are more surprising because I thought it would have gone the other way. It was Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, <laughs> and surprise, surprisingly, seventy nine percent went with Chris Rock. Hell yeah! Surprising. Good job, America. All right, we're on the last two: uh, Kate Moss or Giselle. Pick a side. Hmm. If Giselle is who I think she is, hang on. It's Tom Brady's wife, or ex-wife, I think, at this point. No, no, it's still no, just this yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Giselle Bunchen? Yeah. See, I thought, I for some reason, I thought they were different. I thought they were different people. 
I thought like it referred to a different Giselle. I was like, is there more than one? No, apparently there's just one. <laughs> and that's all that we need. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm going her. And because Kate Moss is like, what's the term that they use for Kate Moss? Um, heroin chic. Heroin chic. Yes. Um, I mean, and to each their own, you know, I'm not going to shit on anybody who <laughs> thinks Kate Moss is the winner in this one. But no, I think it's Giselle and it's not close. <laughs> Kate Moss is one of the first times I, I remember seeing like a model model me like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like something. Somebody gets a smell like, of hamburgers. Jesus. When I, when I hear Kate Moss, that that is my that is where my brain goes is the default of, you know, the the old joke of of supermodels living off of cigarettes and coffee or cigarettes and cocaine, like scary skinny um you know unhealthy weight um like clearly a pretty woman but also just like uncomfortably thin so yeah like giselle i mean yeah. I, don't, I don't really have a dog in the fight one way or the other but like you know of the two giselle yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm with both you guys. I go, I go, Giselle. And even the picture they have of Kate Moss here, like she just looks like, like it, it looks like someone took a screenshot or like a freeze frame from uh, one of those old Sarah McLaughlin commercials about <laughs> animals. Oh my god! But, but Kate Moss is there, and and it's in black and white, and you can just hear the Sarah McLaughlin song like just playing over top. Like that's what the image looks like. Um, but despite that, Kate Moss actually comes out on top, 53% to 47%. I wonder how much that is the Tom Brady connection. Poss definitely possible. He is he is uh, not very likable these days, or perhaps more likable than he's ever been. Um, so yeah, we're at the we're we're at the last one, and this is this this is not going to take any time whatsoever. So gentlemen, pick a side. I'll even add the caveat of which one of these is more cringy because they are both. Ugh. Hella or totes. <laughs> oh, they both fucking suck. Um, I'm going Hella because Hella, I feel like you can say and not hate yourself after saying it. Like totes, you say totes and you just eat, like you just want to crawl up under a desk and die. Like it's ah, oh, dude, that was Hella. Yeah, that was Hella good. Like I yeah. feel like you can say that without looking at somebody and being like, "What is wrong with you?" Like totes is just like unless you're saying it ironically and then you know you're just making yeah. Like, hey, this is your 13th hour in a row of working, you know? Do you need some coffee? Oh, yeah. Totes need some coffee. Like, <laughs> yeah, Hella, yeah, it's Hella for sure. It's funny. Hella, the first time I heard that that word, it was on, um, uh, I can't remember which album it was, but it was a No Doubt album. Oh, Hella it's, Good. The, yeah, the, Hella the, Good. Yeah. Hella Good. Yeah, that Pharrell produced song. Yep. And... I remember even at the time, you're like, what? This sounds made up. In a way that, like, obviously all slang is made up. But in a way that, like, it, like, I never, it was new, it was so brand new to me that it felt, um, 
like conceived in the studio like hey we're gonna make a catchphrase um which i'm sure like it was super popular in southern california it was just a thing but it was my first exposure to it if for no other reason than this totes led to totes goats, which is adorable which then led to that sprint commercial of james earl jones and malcolm mcdowell <laughs> Reading <laughs> tweets or, 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 or texts aloud. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell going, Totes McGoats. Totes McGoats. For that alone, <laughs> I have to go with Totes. The, the, the cultural impact it has had. And the joy it's bringing us right now. Yes. Okay. Right. I have to go. Through. I took a very yeah. analytical stance on it, and you're just like, no, no, no. no you have no, no. You have convinced me. I'm, I'm all, in, I'm on toast now. You, you like, convinced I'm not, me. I'm not married. I'm not married to Hella as much as I thought I am. I'll go with toast as well. Um, and and actually, in uh, Rambo, you were right. Hella is a slang term that originated in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh yeah. And so, uh, yeah, but uh, unfortunately, the uh, the voters went against <laughs> went against totes. Sixty eight percent went hella on uh, on this one. And West Coast bias, bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was fun as shit. Yeah. Oh, so another wonderful episode where we talk about nostalgic things this is fun mc i'm glad you found this man oh yeah this is really dope we might have to see if we can come up with one more to end the year like with next week's podcast oh oh wait no 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 next week's we're gonna do our best of so we'll talk about like the the best like our favorite tv shows our favorite movies like our favorite everything's that we that we experienced in 2021 so oh yeah um sure yeah, so definitely make sure uh, all of you out there in the wonderful internet world where you listen to this that you tune into next week's episode where we talk about that. But before we're done with this week, we are going to go ahead and do another episode here. We are going to talk about Hawkeye um, and all sorts of other fun Marvel MCU things. So make sure you tune in to that episode. But we'll give you right now, we'll give you the spoiler. If you haven't watched Hawkeye, don't tune in yet because we are going to spoil the crap out of it. So... For James Rambo, for MC Brooks, my name is Mike Lunsford. Remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts.
This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>